Is it time for our... Yes, now I'm recording for our episode 100 spectacular. Yeah! (laughs) Welcome to 200 a Day, the podcast where we talk about the 70s television detective show, The Rockford Files. I'm Nathan Paletta. And I'm Epidiah Ravishaw. And we have a special episode for you today. Yes. Epi, why are we recording this special? Uh, well, this is our centennial. We've we've been doing this for 100 years now. Uh, <laughs> one episode per year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or at least, you know, at times it feels like that. No, it's it's been a joy, an absolute joy. But we are on our 100th episode. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing now is we're just recording a little annex, a little, a little bonus material. So right. we're, um, yeah. Yeah, because we are pattern-enjoying humans you know the number 100 feels very special it marks a lot of work (laughs) that has gone into Mm -hmm. the show (laughs) but because of the nature of the show there's not a regular like when we did the season two draft that's like talking about the season and when we did malibu madness that was kind of like when we were about halfway through the show um like we kind of we'd watched roughly half the episodes at that point um but just like our episode 100 doesn't really sync up with anything in particular about the run of the Rockford Files. Right, exactly. But what 100 episodes of 200 a Day does give us is 100 episodes of 200 a Day. Yes. (laughs) So uh, in order to kind of, uh, in in order to do something a little fun to mark the occasion, um, we are going to do a informal first, I guess, technically, because this, you know, we have not had the 100th episode to review yet. First 99 episodes of yes. 200 a day <laughs> draft um, in which we are selecting our favorite or what we consider to be our standout episodes of our show. Yes. And my 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 thought with with this idea was was kind of to create a recommended listening list for someone who's coming in new. Yeah, if you come in 100 episodes late, you don't want to sit through all 100 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe you do. I mean, maybe you do when you have the but if you don't have the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get you up to date. We'll get you we'll get you going. We'll get you all the continuity you need to know. <laughs> right, our very continuity heavy show. Yeah. Um, and so the the draft is just a fun way to kind of talk about a thing. This again is uh, stolen slash adapted from uh, a pop culture nerd media show called The Incomparable, um, and we did this format for our episode where we finished season two and selected our top episodes of that season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just means we both have a list of episodes that we've independently made of our standouts. I don't know. I I found as I was making the list that I had to kind of figure out what I meant by favorite episodes of our own show yeah let's let's talk about that for just a moment um because i too created rules so that i could do it right right yeah <laughs> uh at, um so what, what what was your criteria what did you how did you approach this so my first picks were very closely aligned with just favorite episodes of the rockford files right like yes my mm-hmm. my sense of like oh i remember this being a fun episode was like because it was a fun episode of the rockford files to to watch and talk about and so i recognized that i decided that that was a fine reason to pick episodes but that i also should <laughs> you know yes f- think about 
I guess so for me, I, I kind of had to reflect a little bit and like, what do I remember about recording this episode? Or first of all, which of these do I actually have some kind of particular memory of recording, which right. is a first <laughs> good first filter? Um, and then, you know, why is that the case? And a lot of the time it's because it's a good episode of the Rockford Files. But there's a couple of cases where it was also either I felt like we just had like a really like we had a fun time talking about it or there was something about the mm-hmm. content that I felt stood out uh, from from your average episode. It was not a strict metric. It was it was very much a feels metric. Um, so that's where yeah. I landed. What about you? It's well, I mean, like, I think that there's arguably the better Rockford Files episodes make the better 200 a day episodes, mm-hmm. if only because we're enjoying ourselves so much. Right. Like it not that we never not enjoy ourselves on this show, but <laughs> like uh, like really standout episodes, I think, bring our energy way up. And so I feel like, you know, you have a good time for that. Yeah. What I did to make sure I didn't wallow in any particular spot is i used a artificial constraint made from our website Mm -hmm. which is we have nine pages of episodes the first page of which is only like two episodes long Mm. which leaves eight pages left and i just chose an episode on each one of those pages so that i didn't like didn't get stuck in the early episodes or the recent ones or you know i I tried to kind of spread it out that way and so mine also sort of follow uh, the chronology of the show a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, so they'll be in order. Okay. Uh, I'll, yeah, start from early and then move. Unless you want me to rank them. So I did a similar thing where I I started started on the episode list on the website and, and went. Mm-hmm. But after I made my kind of rough list of from doing that, I then sorted a top like uh, i just went for a top 10 because i was like we'll need i'll need more than five i will do 10 (laughs) Um, yeah so i i did sort mine um but okay you don't you don't have to like we're we're just going to go back and forth you you also don't need to go down your list you can pick as we yeah i can pick and choose yeah as we go yeah all right uh let me well that's not gonna work okay we're all good you're good (laughs) (laughs) i'm good i am ready and so, yeah, how this works is uh, one of us will go first. I'm trying to remember who went first last mm-hmm. time. Did I go first last time? Uh, you might have, or I might have. I don't, I don't remember. Have a 50-50 chance. Right. <laughs> one of us will go first to pick from our list. And then if that episode, you know, and then the other person, we can talk about it because I think we'll have a couple titles on both of our lists. Um, but then yeah. my, on my turn, I will have to pick a different episode. And then we'll go oh, back right. and then yeah, you'll yeah. have to pick a different one. Um, from the first two so we will end up with a list of 10 episodes 10 unique episodes um in a rough priority order based on our order that we picked them so strategically i actually do want to go with episodes i want to make sure i get in yes right right yes yes because we're only going to end up with 10 at the end yeah yeah right because if it's something you want in but you pick something else and i never pick it it will never go on the list Yeah. yeah yeah all right that's good that's good all right, that does help. Uh, so you want me to go first? Yeah, I think you should go ahead and go first. I think I went first last time. Did you know that we are a 100% listener-supported show? Our patrons at patreon.com slash 200 day keep us in the podcast business and in return receive exclusive episode previews as well as plus expenses, a bonus podcast where we casually chat about media we're enjoying, 
and the things going on in our lives. We extend special thanks to our gumshoe patrons supporting this episode. Dale Norwood wrote a book, Trading Freedom, How Trade with China Defined Early America. It's about fast ships, cheap drugs, and American political economy. Published by the University of Chicago Press. Find it wherever good books are sold. Chuck from whatchareading.com. Paul Townend, who recommends Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color at fruitloopspod.com. Shane Liebling, check out rollforyear.party for all of your online dice rolling needs. Jay Adon, showcasing his amazing miniature painting skills at jayadon.com. Dave P., Dave Otterson, Kip Hawley, Matthew Lee, and Jay Thompson. And finally, a very special thanks to our detective-level patrons for their generous support. Michael Zalisco, Eric Antenor, at Antenor on Twitter, Brian Pereira, at Thermoware, Bill Anderson, at BillAnd88, and of course, Richard Haddam, at Richard Haddam. We follow them too, at 200pod. If you're interested in keeping us going for as little as $1 an episode, check out patreon.com slash 200 a day to see if becoming a patron is right for you all right well um i'm going to go for number three on my list here and by number three i mean the third oldest one (laughs) Uh um and i'm just just gonna get this one out of the way right now episode 30 the big goodbye Mm mm-hmm I I think it's uh, a worthy addition here. So this one for um, if you are new to the show, spoilers, <laughs> just just spoilers. Uh, every April Fool's Day, we put out an episode not about the Rockford Files, but about um, Star Trek holodecks, as you would like mm-hmm. that makes sense. <laughs> This one seems like the inspiration for it because mm-hmm. this one is about this is about the big goodbye which is i don't remember what season of star trek that is it's early first season of star trek next generation um it's the first big holodeck episode it's the first episode that has anything to do with holodecks Uh, no sorry not anything to do other episodes sort of had a holodeck to show you that they had the holodeck was introduced like the holodeck existed in like the the first episode but this was i think when we did this we discovered that this was kind of yeah the first we're gonna set an entire plot on the holodeck yeah to the point where like the voiceover has to explain to you what a holodeck is Mm -hmm. but more to the point, it's about Dixon Hill, who is a, uh, I guess, a, a 1920s private eye, fictional private eye that uh, the Captain Picard plays in his holodeck hollow novel, um, who charges $20 a day. Right. And so the the name of our, our uh, goof podcast, mm. we've called them $20 a day. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. We had some technical issues with it. So we, there's some audio uh, mm. issues with that particular episode. Uh, but it's, you know, if you're familiar with Star Trek The Next Generation, I wouldn't say, like, that's the first 200-a-day episode you need to check out. Mm. But I would also say, check it out. Definitely enjoy yourself from time to time. Season 1, episode 11 of Next Generation. So uh, All right, yeah. Um, yeah, this one was also on my list. Um, oh, good. It was on your list. <laughs> yeah. One reason we started doing them was the 20 a day thing. And I think another was because we just mentioned Star Trek a lot, especially in, yeah. there were some phases of the show <laughs> where for whatever reason, I, I just felt like it came up. I don't know. I don't remember the exact genesis of the idea other than wouldn't this be a funny thing. And so we did it for our April 1st episode in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> um, and have kept up Ooh. that tradition since. 
It's it's fun because I feel like I always look forward to the twenty a day recording. Like I don't want to do yeah. a full Star Trek podcast. Like there's enough of those, and I don't have anything particularly interesting to say about Star to Trek. Add. Yeah, but uh, picking not only holodeck episodes but also generally holodeck episodes that have some kind of resonance with the themes of the Rockford Files is kind of yeah. the, the challenge which actually starts to drop off fairly rapidly so it's good that we only do yes. one a year <laughs> yeah good pick well thank you he needs to make a snap decision as a captain of a starship would have to right in mm-hmm. that case the the sort of mathematics that he has to face are well i do know to some extent that my world exists although we know that his world doesn't um <laughs> Right. I'm getting into Borges again. But anyway. <laughs> but I know to some extent my world exists, at, at least to a greater extent than McNary's world does, or with a greater amount of certainty. Right. And that my world is in peril if I don't do something right now. He, he's making the decision that he can make, which is, you're not real, so I can safely right. walk away. For my first pick, I am going to go with a standout episode, mostly for the fact that it exists at all. Episode 54, our interview with Gigi Garner. Oh, yes. I didn't actually pick that one. I'm glad you did. (laughs) I don't remember exactly how this came about. I believe we had like a random Twitter exchange with her. And then you followed up. I think she was actively looking for like some press stuff at the time. She wanted to promote the um, uh, Garf. Jay Garf. Jay Garf, yes. Yeah. James Gardner Animal Rescue Fund, which is a great thing to mm-hmm. promote. Uh, I guess we should totally throw this in our show notes. Right, right. Uh, yeah. This time. Yeah, she yeah, she she runs this animal rescue fund uh that in the you know, in the name of James Garner, um, noted animal lover. And mm-hmm. so for whatever reason she was like willing uh and able to come on our show for about i don't know i think we had about an hour we had like 50 50 minutes or so uh to chat and it's it was fun both just because we're you know rockford files nerds and so it was yeah. kind of like fun to get to hear her memories and some of her stories um about her dad and about the show because she was on set as a kid so she had some like mm-hmm. some memories and like you know the various cars that they got to drive around and stuff, um, and you know she's also promoting her 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 fund. So like we talked about animals, which is I'm also pro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a fun thing to do. I think it's a fun listen. Um, mm-hmm. The the episode is like is the interview and then a little bit of Q and A where we ha- answer some listener questions afterwards. Uh, but um, this I guess it also kind of stands out to me as kind of establishing for me that for whatever reason and i don't know how or why our show has grown outside of where i originally thought it would does that make sense right yeah i will probably talk about this a little bit with my next pick too but like our original conception of what our audience would be has uh was wrong (laughs) not not entirely there's overlap but Mm -hmm. like it it, it, um we 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 pretty much thought we were uh we would have a bunch of indie tabletop role players who care about what we say and maybe might care about the rockford files uh but yeah yeah so i guess recommended as a i don't know where else you're gonna hear us talk to gg garner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but right <laughs> but this episode is is where you can hear that and i thought it was a fun conversation 
and wanted to call it out. You know, my dad drove, like, in the Rocker Files, there was a, a truck that was supposedly um, his dad, mm-hmm. Rocky's. Yeah. And it yeah. was a maroon and silver truck. That was actually my dad's truck. Oh, really? And oh, he would okay. drive that back and forth. So he owned the truck. That was his own personal car. It does seem like that uh, they take better care of that truck than they mm-hmm. do the Firebird. <laughs> it's, always, it's always pretty clean. Yeah. It's never getting yeah. blown up. Yeah. Well, it was my dad's car. It was his personal car. So, yeah, they're going to take really good care of it. So that's how it got there, and that's how it got to be Rocky's car. Back to you. All right. So um, for this one, I'm trying to decide which of these two to do. I'm going to leave one of them because I think you might have chosen that. So I'm going to go for – I'm going to go for episode 21, Hotel of Fear, uh, which is a later – Rockford Files episode, I think, it might be one of the earliest times when we jump out of the first three seasons. Yeah, I think it's in season four, maybe. Yeah, season four, episode 11. Or sorry, episode 10. So when we started our show, only three seasons of Rockford Files were available free streaming somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was on Hulu or something like that. So we we kept to those three seasons just to make it easy on people to uh, enjoy. Uh, all right, so I chose this one uh, because, well, first of all, uh, it was clearly a fun one. We clearly enjoyed the episode, absolutely, you know, and uh, lots of good comedic moments, lots of good running gags in it. Uh, I'm an Angel fan, and I got to feature an Angel episode. Uh, yeah, as a, as a very Angelrific Angel episode. Um Yes. I, I remember it well. I did not. This one actually was not on my list. It is. Uh, so I think it's solid, but also it's I think it's a nice touchstone for um, where we once were. There's things in it that we don't do anymore. Mm. We used to break our episodes up into like two sections. The first one was the review of the Rockford Files. And the second one was the lessons we learned from that Rockford Files that we can incorporate in whatever creative exercise we're doing Mm -hmm. but almost invariably that creative exercise is role-playing game design or playing because that's a thing that we share and uh and we thought our audience would would share with us now we've since moved away from that for a number of reasons it wasn't a bad idea it's just we ran out of lessons to learn we learned a lot of lessons from the rockford files and Right. So question for you, because I actually I didn't really have a chance to really listen through these. So I was mostly going off of vibes. Mm-hmm. Do you. So this one, we still were doing the two half. Yeah. Format. Yeah. Right. I, I was like, I should find the one where we stopped doing that, but I didn't have the bandwidth to, I to found find that it. One. Oh, you did. OK. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if you want to know, let me see. I'm going to go down my list here. <laughs> well, I guess I just want to know the episode number so that I can, because I think in the past I've said like after some episodes we ran out of lessons. But I, I, I think it's episode 42. I did okay. obviously I did not listen to all 99 episodes of our mm-hmm. of our podcast to do this, but I think it's episode 42. That's actually longer than I thought. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was I was thinking. Also, I swear in uh, episode 21. Um, did I beep it out? Which, uh, that's the thing that I've been. Yeah, it was beeped out. Okay, definitely yeah. beeped out. But like. Um, I would beep out swears because we keep we keep a uh, uh, all like a you can flag the podcast as 
Um, right. Uh, I'm forgetting the term now, but as having swears or not. And all ages. Yeah I, I, yeah, I wanted to keep it all ages, so I was I would beep out your swears and mine, but I generally would just edit mine out while I thought it was funnier to beep yours out. <laughs> so uh, I have since, I think, gotten better at that and avoided mm-hmm. swearing yeah. in general. Um, so this is a uh, a look back, like like when you, you look back at yourself, uh, pictures of yourself in the 70s and you're smoking, right? Like, <laughs> it's a look back on bad habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a very fun episode. It's uh, enjoyable. It's an early episode, so you can kind of see how we're, like, where we started with the show. Um, and... If you're going to watch the show before you listen to the episode, Hotel of Fear is just a romp. Mm. You just, it's so, so fun. So, yeah, that's why I included this one. Great. Yeah, not on my list. So I did think about it, but it didn't make it on over some of my other ones. Yeah. I love Angel's argument here. He's like, what? Because somebody used it? No one else can? He makes a, a great argument um, against the notion of copyright. Right. Which is, what, so some people confuse mine for this other guy's? Right. <laughs> and then they buy mine instead? What's the harm in that? Exactly. I have some personal experience with that, actually. You sure do. But uh, the other bit in this scene that I really want to focus on is the physical bit between Rockford and Angel. Mm-hmm. I feel like over the course of this entire series of podcasts that we're doing, we're going to eventually come down to a thesis for Rockford's self-preservation versus Angel's self-preservation. Mm-hmm. They both have a very highly tuned sense of self-preservation. Angel's is, causes him to do wrong things, and, and Rockford causes him to do the smart thing. What I'm coming down to here is that there's this moment where, as Angel's talking, he wanders to the window, and Rockford just takes mm-hmm. him by the arm and pulls him away from the window. Clearly, like, don't be an idiot. Don't get yourself shot right now. Okay, well then, huh, I'm I'm just looking at my list and thinking where I want to go. All right, um, so for my next pick, I'm going to say that I would recommend our episode 45, The Trees, The Bees, and T.T. Flowers. Ah, good, good pick. A two-parter. Um, and I think this is the first two-parter that we did as one episode i think before this we had done some two-parters as two consecutive 200 a day episodes which i i think has there there are merits to both approaches but i think for this one we were like let's try doing it as one so it's one longer episode it's like two two hours and change um and i think that was a successful experiment (laughs) i don't know i i feel like the two-parters we usually you know are are usually one consecutive story. So yeah, doing them, talking about them as one piece, even though it is a long recording for us. <laughs> um, yes. I think we really get to, we, we really get to get into kind of the nuances of the story um, as conceived. And in this one in particular, I just remember really liking this episode um, and really liking how much Rocky we got in it. So this is one where T.T. Flowers is Rocky's friend and he's like committed kind of against his will as part of this like land swindle or something like that. So we get to see Rocky. We get to see Jim's relationship with Rocky's friends, which is always interesting. And Mm -hmm. we get that great action sequence of breaking out of the the hospital. Yeah. Um, It was a lot of fun and had a lot to recommend it. Um, And so in order to showcase a two-parter, I felt like 
it would be the top of my list. I, you know, I was thinking about the two-parters too as I was going through them because obviously early ones we split up into two, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not actually sure how many. I know specifically Gear Jammers Gear part Jammers one and two, two we split into two. Yeah, and I think that's fine. Gear Jammers in particular uh, feels like two different episodes that are connected. Yeah, it doesn't feel like one long episode. Um, but yeah, and I agree. Like the the episode of uh 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 flowers pt flowers pt flowers tt flowers the bees the trees and tt flowers yes uh it's a beautiful it's a great episode and i think we had a lot of fun doing Mm -hmm. it like i you know remember recording it (laughs) which is not the case for a lot of these (laughs) yeah i think you're right we did yeah gear jammers was our first two-parter that we did in two parts and that worked for that and then i think there might be one other two-parter that we did as two parts I wouldn't doubt it. Um, we did profit and loss as one episode, which also is a good, like one long episode. No, I think after that, we just started doing them as two parters or as one episode rather. Yeah. So I guess it was our experiment that we found successful enough to just stick with that format for the rest of the show. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes sense from like, that's what Dr. Christ would do. Like he would, he would definitely have everything locked down and he can only go out those front doors because he, he's, fooled the front door guard who's still there with the keys into thinking that he's this undertaker right yeah it's all part of the same the same scheme uh yeah i just wanted to shout out how well directed this sequence is because there's a lot going on there are a lot of people in a lot of places and at no point did i feel like i was lost in the action yeah it's always very clear where jim is where christ is what stage of panic the residents are at, how far away the cops are. All that stuff is all spatially um, distinct uh, and and paced so that you know when people are where and how they just miss each other and all that stuff. I feel like that's a very skillful uh, thing. Yeah. And, and that they do include all those elements, right? Like that they, that they they didn't simplify it, that it was like, no, it is going to have all these little details and we're going to make it work. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. It's, uh, probably one of the reasons why this episode is so memorable. All right. So back to you. All right. Um, so we've done now we've done a, uh, a joke episode, (laughs) a uh a special episode where we just interviewed uh Gigi Gardner. Uh we've done a regular episode and a two-parter. Mm-hmm. I what I'm saying is we're going to cover all the spectrum of episodes that we have because what I'm going to suggest now is episode 60 which is representative of our live episodes insofar <laughs> uh-huh. as it's our only live episode. <laughs> so this one we talk about having memories having recorded episodes. This one is is easy to have memories for because what happened was uh Nathan was passing through town. Uh we we, we live um in two different parts of the country, so <laughs> it doesn't happen that often, but he was passing through town and uh well, I should say you and Henry were mm-hmm. passing through town. Yep. And uh stopped by for the night and we watched one of the made-for-TV movies uh, from the 90s, Godfather Knows Best, and it was me, you, and Emily, my wife. And uh, that was an absolute delight. <laughs> so the we took that format from this other podcast called The Laser Discotheque, which I had been on a few years back. Um, what the Laser Discotheque people do is they take a... They, they have a... They, 
purchased or inherited a giant, a massive library of laser discs. If you're too young to know about laser discs or too old to know about laser discs, because they were like a, a blink of the eye in when it came to technology that uh, that we used to record and watch videos on, there were these giant discs, <laughs> much like CD, DVDs or CDs or whatever, if you can remember those. Um, the, the file format wasn't as compact, so I think you probably got better quality out of them. I'm not sure. But more importantly, partway through a movie, you would have to flip the disc over uh, and go like, like you would have to do with an old timey record. Mm hmm. You had a natural intermission. Yeah, you had a natural intermission in each movie. So what they would do is they would watch the movie up to that intermission and then take a break and record part of their podcast and then come back and watch or then watch the rest of it and then record the, the second half of their podcast. So you would get these sort of middle impressions or whatever. What we did, uh, not to explain an entirely different podcast mm -hmm. for the rest of this episode, but what we did is we took every commercial break we found mm -hmm. and we uh, stopped and just sat down and talked about uh, what we saw and enjoyed the show that far. And we just kind of, you got to enjoy the show with us. And I, mm -hmm. I cannot remember, and I don't know because I did, obviously didn't listen to the whole thing when I was reviewing these. Do we tell people, I think we might have told people when the the next break was. So if people wanted to watch along and mm -hmm. yeah. We, yeah, we said like, all right, we just broke it like 20 minutes or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. So you can kind of enjoy it in that fashion if you if you really really want to mm -hmm. and also we had a little bit to drink right <laughs> yeah no that was definitely a fun one uh i it was on my list as well ah so good job there it was just a fun time and unlike any of our other episodes and having em on is a joy of course um so yeah it's uh nice to to have her involved and yeah and so i remember it being fun to do and then i think it's also a like it's also a fun movie mm -hmm. i think so far we've been pretty happy with the movies like they're pretty solid um with yeah. a little bit of ups and downs uh and this one had like i think this one we just it, it just this one had lots of real rockfordy stuff in it this one is the one specifically where dennis's son which is right, jim's right. godson is in trouble right and so the pun is on like godfather as jim but also there's mob stuff so yeah exactly yeah yeah it might have been directed by angel uh or stuart <laughs> the real person i can't remember i remember he directed one of the regular episodes uh but and then i think he did some of the movies we, we, i could imdb this stuff no he did not uh direct this one okay it was written by david chase ah he directed uh, the 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 next one we did after that, um, Friends and Foul Play, which uh, is the okay. latest right. movie that we've done. But um, yeah, uh, hopefully it's fun to listen to. Not not just if you were there, <laughs> you know. Yes, um, and it is a live recording in the sense of we were all recording onto one mic, so it, you know it has a different sound to it. Uh, but different feel. It's a different feel, but yeah, I think it's a I think it's a fun one for sure. Oh, and also he wants his two hundred bucks to pay the pay the parking bill. He doesn't oh. care who it's from, but it's got to be from one of them. <laughs> that was actually kind of heartrending because Jim is getting to the end of his rope. It's putting pressure on his relationship with Dennis. Yeah, right. Which you know, aside from his relationship with Rocky, who's now passed away, 
like is his closest friend. Yeah. And the fact that all of this, these shenanigans <laughs> with his godson are putting this wedge between him and his closest friends. Yeah. So to the point where he's just like asking them for money. And there's a moment where Dennis says, I can pay you if you want to help. It, mm-hmm. Actually, th- does that happen later? Yeah, that's a little bit later, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's one of the threads here. Yeah. Is like the bond between Dennis and, and Jim and being mm-hmm. tested. All right. So I think for my next pick, I'm going to go to what I think might be one of our our more popular episodes by downloads, which is really the only way we have to assess these things, Um, Mm -hmm. which is our episode 79, Never Send a Boy King to Do a Man's Job. Nice. So this is the second Richie Brockelman episode. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is one of the possibly the most big store con episodes of the show. Um, I think yeah. our our touch point before this one was um, two in every port or one yeah, in every one in every port, um, which has a yeah. similar big store con plot. But this one is both even more over the top as a construct, like as a premise um and also has higher emotional stakes because we because it's a so this is the one where richie brockelman who wants to be a private eye uh gets jim involved in a plot to get his father's uh fact like printing factory back or something like that yeah and it involves from a you know from from this like very um you know moral moral less entrepreneur business guy um who's also kind of mobbed up though he's not really mobbed up he just he he employs goons for sure um right anyway the they hatch a plot to get him to basically to get enough money out of him to pay to buy back richie's dad's concern by making him think he falls under a he's fallen under a mummy's curse (laughs) um and taking advantage of his uh, uh, kind of hypochondria about like mm-hmm. illness and sickness and stuff, so it's it, it's wild. Like the when you kind of yeah. zoom out and think about it as like a story, it's wild. But the uh, the the episode itself is like beautifully constructed, full of great Rockfordishness bits. And I think we'd done the earlier Richie Brockelman one a little. I think we maybe did them back to back for our show. But for whatever reason, I think we just, we had had people asking us about it for a while. And we like, when we finally got around to it, it just seemed to have a good response. It's a great episode. And I remember really enjoying teasing out all the nods to like the sting and other con game influences. Like we kind of could track those a little bit. Um, And it was just, uh, yeah, just a fun one. Definitely a high recommend just as an episode of the Rockford Files to watch, but I think we had fun doing it and it was a good episode of our show because of it. Yeah, I, I would agree. I um we did do them back to back, uh, because 78 was on my list. <laughs> and I, I I won't recommend it now because I, I think it's I think we just need one Richie Brockelman up there. Mm. Um the only thing that that tipped 78 over on on my list uh is just all the computers yeah and i just love old timey computers (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's yeah it was an absolute joy to record and watch um yeah like there are times i don't want to like it's so hard to say oh these are great episodes of the of the rockford files 
because it feels like you're lessening other episodes. And I don't want to give that impression. <laughs> the Rockford Files is a really solid show throughout. I mean, we certainly haven't uncovered a few that weren't our favorites or we just weren't in the mood for them at the time mm-hmm. when we watched them or whatever. But like, for the most part, we just enjoy it and look forward to, to watching each one of them. That said, there are some where it is just, it's just, it's just such a delight to watch. And uh, that was definitely one of the, uh, the episodes. There's, there's some of them that just, that just hit different. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely one of those. And then in this case, the con is a big store con because it involves all these specialties, but they don't. There's not really a location other than the office, I guess. Yeah, there's there's the office, and then they make use of other locations. Mm-hmm. One of the reoccurring themes in this is their inability to hold the fictional world indefinitely. Right, right. right. Like they they can present moments to make it seem like this is definitely a thing under their control, but they, mm-hmm. they don't have that. Yeah. So, so they set up this big store con, right. And Jim lays it out. He's like, you can't come to him with an offer. This is a guy who is used to getting offers and turning mm-hmm. them down all the time. Right. You have to present him with something that he might want. And, and you have to come at him at a crazy angle. Like yeah, anything that's in his, his normal kind of spheres of influence, he already can handle he knows how to do and he'll find out that it's a con back to you all right back to me so what we're so far we got what six of them yep so we have two two more picks each all right now i gotta be careful because (laughs) now i've left uh ones that aren't all right i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot for a high quality one here i Mm -hmm. i think it might be on your list i don't know uh we'll find out i'm gonna go way back we're gonna go to episode six just another polish wedding now i'm gonna say a couple things about this number one i did not realize that this was episode six i know right of our show (laughs) this one echoes through time Mm -hmm. it's probably our most most referenced was that what you were gonna say yeah i was gonna say it's either our most referenced maybe um chicken little is little chicken might be tied yeah but this one might be more referenced just because we ended up doing the whole gandy suite yeah so we talked about it probably in all of those episodes my first note on this is we were so young mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so it, again this goes back to the early part um mm-hmm. where we split it into two halves uh, so we have a review in the first half and the second half lessons you can learn from the show, but more, I think the, I don't want to like say anything about the, the beating up the bar full of Nazis. Uh-huh. It's, it's just, it, it stands the test of time. It is perfect television. That is perfect television. Um, and yeah, so this is an odd Rockford files episode in like, we've talked, we talk about this ad nauseum in mm-hmm. the actual podcast, but this is a backdoor pilot or at least we suspected it was, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember, uh, for the Gabby and Gandy show. And Rockford himself is not in it that much. But when he is in it, it's it's he's just kind of doing the legwork that they don't normally show Rockford doing to get a job done. Or I shouldn't say they don't normally do it, because actually Rockford is pretty good at, at doing, like, Here's the boring stuff that a that a guy has to do in right. order to be a private eye. But um but that's all almost all of Rockford's 
stuff in it. He's he's there. He's some wonderful stuff going on with Gandier and uh, in the beginning where Gandhi's eating his ham uh, <laughs> and drinking his beer at eight in the morning or something like that. And then um, and then Rockford goes off and investigates the case the Rockford way. And Gabby and Gandhi go off and investigate the case in. Uh, the Gabby and Gandy way, which is very different in the only way they can. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it is, I, I'm wondering now who wrote that one. Was that Cannell? Yep. That's a, a Cannell script. Now. So why I said that, why I thought, Oh, why is this uh is this a Cannell? I just was talking to Nathan about this. Um, and this will probably come up in a plus expenses in the near future, mm-hmm. but I have watched now half roughly half of the run of 10 speed and brown shoe which is a Stephen <laughs> j cannell show that came after the rockford files and uh a considerable amount of of, of the dna for that show is in this episode of just another polish wedding there's a very <laughs> uh ben vereen plays a very gabby style character in it in mm. it uh and then the heavy in that show is not a heavy at all it's jeff goldblum um <laughs> so uh but yeah so it, it's very funny, and we clearly had a lot of fun with it, mm-hmm. um, recording it. And yeah. like I said, early on, it's episode six. Again, I didn't do like a complete survey of our shows, but mm-hmm. I, I would comfortably say that episode six probably is where we we probably have found our footing with the early way we did our show. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're pretty good with it at that point. Uh, so I think it's a comfortable episode to just kind of see how we were before we became the grumpy <laughs> old men we are today. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I do specifically remember that we talked about the uh, one of the standout things from that was was how the bar fight with the Nazis was a great um, set piece. And so we talked about like using set pieces as yes. like the lessons we learned. Um, yeah, it was on my list as well. Well, it was on my extended list, I should say. Um, but yeah, I think of all the Gandhi episodes, it's probably my favorite one. Yeah, it's not, it's not the bummer that is the first episode that Gandhi's in. And then the, the other, the yeah, I believe it's the third episode is the one with um, Dionne Warwick. So like, it has a whole different vibe. And I want to... I want to like qualify what it, in case you you have been following along with us when I say the bumper that was the first Gandhi the first episode with Gandhi in it is a really good episode mm-hmm. the bummer is that the character of Gandhi in that episode uh is is very flawed is very flawed and it's that makes for great a great episode but it makes for a hard return character to enjoy the way that we're meant to enjoy him later on. Right. Yeah. We kind of, he kind of gets, gets like retconned essentially uh, to be a more fun kind of guy, a less problematic character, if you will. Yeah. Man, there's so much to like in this episode. Yeah. Again, we like most of the episodes, but this one, the story, the, the, the plot, the mystery is kind of by the by. Mm-hmm. It's really more about enjoying these characters, uh, watching them punch Nazis, see <laughs> what it is that brings them together. They're not in a lot of other episodes. Uh, there's only two or three with each of these characters, unlike, say, Rocky and Angel and Beth that are in many, yeah. many episodes. So it's kind of nice to get the concentrated. This episode is kind of about them because we don't really see them very much. Gandalf is definitely one of my favorite fictional Gandalfs. <laughs> Maybe my favorite. I don't He's know. Definitely in the top three. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, this episode was, uh, like I said in the beginning, uh, it has kind of a romp feel to it, and and it, it's really enjoyable. Well, it is my turn to make sure I get some on that I want to be on, in case you don't pick them. Yeah. So I'm going to go with episode 32, So Help Me God, with our special oh. guest, Jess Banks, on that one. Well uh, done. Yeah, so this one, I think we held off on doing this one for a while. This was... Uh, mm-hmm. kind of our iconic social issue episode of which there are, you know, multiple sprinkled throughout the run of the series. But this is the one where um, uh, Jim is compelled to appear before a grand jury and he doesn't want to testify. And so because of the laws around how grand juries work, that means he's he can be sent to jail. And even though he has a you know Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, he can still be uh, uh, punished, essentially, for invoking that right in this specific circumstance. And there's this kind of, um, uh, I forget his name, the the lawyer um, who's the the, the voice of Kit. Yeah. Which is what you say every time he comes up. He's been in the show a couple times. Um, He's also, is he the guy from Boy Meets World? Yeah, yeah. The the teacher from, yeah. Yeah. William Daniels. Yeah, so uh, William Daniels as the uh, kind of amoral attorney who's mostly aiming for promotion over anything else um, is a great foil for yeah. him. And so, like, it was an episode that we kind of, like, held off on doing because we kind of wanted to feel like we were comfortable with the show. And things had lined up where... So, um, Jess Banks is uh, kind of a, you know, a friend through gaming stuff, um, but mm-hmm. also uh, has worked in social services and doing kind of social justice um work with like local justice systems um and so she was able to kind of give us some real life perspective on the difficulties of of of, of getting something changed <laughs> getting something changed in the system but yeah, yeah. Uh, but also just like kind of the 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 reality of how hard it is to um get get things that you're supposed to be able to get like you know your constitutional rights <laughs> um yes. how how those um there is a very real outgrowth of this issue that still affects us today so she was able to give us some context for that and also was a, it was fun to talk to her because she hasn't watched the show like i think pretty much at all i think she watched this episode like for us and so she was yeah i it was fun to have like kind of the fresh perspective and and the, the the questions to answer about like the characters and you know the structure of the show and everything but yeah i think it's an important episode of the rockford files and i feel like we did a pretty good job with it so i guess that's why it goes on my on my list as a standout um a lot of the people who would be a grand jurist would be just subject to some of the same expectations about uh, like that character assassination piece and the respect for law enforcement and, and everything, the same dynamics that are, uh, you know, work against Jim and his, uh, his prison record right. are, are also, you know, threaded through how grand juries are being used right now in those particular cases. It's one of the areas in which much better minds than I are, are trying to um, uh, apply a little more logic and a little less arbitrariness <laughs> to, to that part of the process. So, Well, still relevant today, this, uh, this episode of television yeah. from 1976. That's, that's not a small thing, honestly. Yeah, yeah. 
I think that's one thing that we've really discovered about the show is not just that some of the narrative stuff is evergreen, uh, but that a lot of the actual drama of what's in the episode is still relevant to things that are happening, even if the details are different. Well, now we're down to the last two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have painted myself into a corner. I know. <laughs> so what I have left, uh, I don't have super justification for. Uh, like, for instance, I didn't pick the same Richie Brockleman you did, but I picked a different one. And there's no reason to do two Richie Brockleman on this list. No compelling reason, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. All right. I'm down to two here. I'm just trying to decide. Let me let me just tell you the three. Okay. I have that aren't that Richie Brockleman one. I won't. I'll advocate for one of them, but I just don't know. What, okay, one of them is episode forty-two, the big cheese. The main reason why <laughs> that's on the list is that's the first one of our new format. That's the first mm-hmm. one where we. But I don't. That doesn't seem like that big enough of a because our new format is more like the first half of our or the first three fourths of our previous format mm-hmm. with information stuck in it. So that's okay. We're throwing that out. Uh, so now we're down to two, uh, which is episode 72, Dwarf and Helium Hat, hmm. which I will admit, uh, I was like, I cannot remember why that episode is called that. I don't think I can ever remember why that episode is called that. It is a wild, wild episode. Hmm. Uh, but I think significantly there's a lot of stuff with Jim and a, an injured dog um, in it that's great. Um, and then the other one I have is... Maybe I'll go with this one. This is the one I'll do. Sorry. I, I... It's all right. You can sneak it. You're sneaking in honorable mentions. Sneaking them in. Yeah. Honorable mentions. So uh, my final addition to this is episode 89. So this is the most recent of all the ones I did. Uh, only uh, 10 episodes out right now. Um, and this is Caledonia. It's worth a fortune. Mm. And I remember this. Uh, not just because it's only 10 episodes out. I honestly probably can't remember most of the ones that are 10 episodes out. Um, this one is the, the regular season one directed by Stuart Margolin. So that's fun. Uh, and this one is where Jim gets sort of swept up in a dying man's con against his I, ex or his current wife. I can't remember what their relationship is. They're, so th- they're, they're still married, but he's yeah but he's dying yeah yeah so he's dying and he says uh it's in caledonia it's worth a fortune and there's a, basically there's a bunch of people who think that were involved in like a a i think a robbery mm-hmm. uh and they're wondering yeah, where they, the money is they and think, they think he rare, knows it and it's like a cache of rare stamps that are worth yes a bunch of that's money. what it is yes so rockford mm-hmm. but it's a <laughs> cache of rare, rare stamps um and basically not to spoil it but basically it's a setup by this dying guy to get his wife and the man that he's that that she was cheating on him with uh who was also his partner to hate each other because they go searching for this money and they just are uh, like too greedy and he gets revenge but he also mm-hmm. just accidentally gets revenge against the sheriff who brings him in because yeah. that sheriff is now obsessed with the money. The whole thing is just, it's a very fun show. Uh, and I think we have a lot of fun recording it. And I wanted to like include something more recent on our list. Cause I think a lot of times when you look back, you, you, you go, you go back to the classics. Like, I don't know if this one's going to, to end up like um, uh, just another Polish wedding or chicken little is a little chicken. You know, the, the episodes mm. that we keep going back to or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
and I enjoyed myself. Yeah, great. I think that's that one. I think I'm glad you picked it because now that you're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, you're right. This is one that was super fun and I did not have it on my list. So good job good. there. Here are a bunch of people in desperate situations mm-hmm. with, with a uh, promised wad of cash. Right. And like, that's what you need Rockford for is to help you un- not untangle <laughs> the mystery, but untangle the, the relationships or to protect you from. Yeah, it's an interesting it's kind of an interesting cast on um, um, like a motive, like the clash of motivations. Um, I feel like this is something maybe we haven't talked about in a little while, but one of the strengths of the show is so often you get these characters that are motivated by things such that they're going to come into conflict because of what they want and what they're willing to do to get it and not because they don't know things. Right. Right. It's not a, it's not a show that relies a lot on like, if only they had heard that phone call or like, if only they talked, they could have solved this whole thing. Right. Um, it's much more about the motivations and, and how you solve the conflict. And in this case, you do have two characters who could solve this just by talking, but yes. they are not willing to do so. Mm-hmm. They have a specific motivation not to share the information with each other, and they need Rockford to bridge that gap. And so that's in that way, it's a very uh, it kind of stands out as kind of a, a really slick take on the if they'd only talked problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I kind of also was thinking about doing a more recent one. And so, uh, in a similar, in similar vein of throwing out a couple possibilities. Yeah, go for it. Some that I had <laughs> include, um, uh, episode 20, Quickie Nirvana, um, which. Oh, yeah. I think is still one of my favorite episodes of the show. Uh, and I think gave us a good opportunity to really talk about Jim's like moral, like his moral and yeah. ethical sense. It gives us like a lot of grist for that, for that mill. And it's something we come back to a lot. Yeah. It's another touchstone. I, I recommend it mostly because it's a good episode of the Rockford files. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I would have to listen to it again to see if we really, you know, did a great job with it. Um, Kind of for the same reason as just another Polish wedding, I also had uh, episode four, the Farnsworth stratagem on here because it's another foundational. <laughs> yes. I can't believe we did that one so early episode. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that one I feel like would really benefit. So at a certain point, again, I'm not quite sure when, but at a certain point, uh, when kind of I had more more tools available to me and was able to spend a little more time. Um, is when I started um, cutting in the audio clips from episodes like uh, Mm -hmm. our first again I would have to go back and check I know by the Queen of Peru I was doing it which I think is in the 40s Um, anyway I feel like some of those first episodes would really benefit from having some of the show clips dropped in to cover the dialogue that we badly summarize Um, because that's what happens (laughs) is we have our notes and we're talking about a thing and then we either misquote or we try to go through a conversation and it's really really muddled because we're summarizing it worse than the conversation actually is and that's usually when i'll just put in a clip because that's all we're trying to get across and it's more fun to listen to so i think the farnsworth stratagem probably would benefit from having that um treatment to it uh so that's why it's on my extended list but what i'm going to put on our list for my last pick number 10 is episode 96 roundabout Ooh, all right yeah 
it's one that stands out to me recently because I felt so like I felt so delightfully surprised by it. Um, you know, it's the Jesse Wells episode where where Jim is 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 chasing her to um Reno and then Vegas. No, that's the mm-hmm. Dexter. Why does he go to Vegas? Oh no, that is the Jesse Wells one. De- the Dexter Crisis is a, is a different person. Okay. But he goes to Vegas. I, we did two in a row, I think, that he went to the Vegas. The Dexter Crisis is he goes to Vegas, and then they go to Reno, and it's the two women. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then Roundabout is a Jesse Wells episode where he goes to Vegas, and she's a singer. Yes. And he's he's he has an insurance check for her, and then, you know, there are events, and she's involved with the mob, and blah, blah, blah. And, they, and he ends up in this extended foot chase through Hoover Dam as the climax of the episode. <laughs> It was fun to talk about because it was part of kind of a thematic set of episodes. So there was a lot of like compare and contrast we got to do. And then the episode itself had just so many fun little things in it that I just really enjoyed doing it. <laughs> it had the clown, yeah. like the Caesar or the, the circus circus clown serving hot dogs and yes. um, <laughs> yeah. And the, and the foot chase and just like uh, all kinds of good, good stuff that uh i really enjoyed so i think like you said it was easy it was a little easier to go back because we didn't because because i didn't want to have a total recency bias which means that i didn't have any recent ones so yeah exactly (laughs) you know so i looked at the last like couple 10 and i was like oh yeah roundabout this one's great for our recent work i think it stands out i i almost chose roundabout as well so i think it i think it's a very good choice and then we see them both getting more and more tired they go down another tunnel it's good comic pacing, right? It, it's happening, and you're like, okay, where is this going? And then it repeats, and you're like, is this what this is? And then it keeps going, and it's like, okay, this is actually funny. Yeah, yeah. It, it has the right length. The, the capture at the end is because it's just uh, Robertson coming out of the dam, mm-hmm. and then Jim coming out and just saying, gotcha. Yeah, they're both gasping for breath, swaying on their feet. Yeah, Robertson, like, they they come out of the like doorway or whatever, and there's a little landing, yeah. and there's more steps. And Robertson stops, like I can't go down any more steps, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then just reaches out, just gently touches him on the arm, and does the gotcha. And they both sit down next to each other on the top step. <laughs> the camera's pointing at them, and then it pans up, so we see the entire yes. height of the dam all the way up to the top where they started. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. I, I really enjoyed this episode, but the that chase and the, the hot dog clown, mm-hmm. like both of those, it really ramps up at the end, huh? Yeah, they're they're worth the price of admission, mm-hmm. like no matter what. So that that's a uh, that's a hundred years of the podcast. A hundred years of the podcast. <laughs> All right, so I think here's our official, unofficial uh, ten recommended two hundred a day episodes to get a sense of the full spectrum of our show how about that yes um i'll go in episode order because then it's just like if you just wanted to download these ones here's right the order that'll be easier yeah um so episode six just another polish wedding episode 21 hotel of fear episode 30 the big goodbye or aka 20 a day episode one yes Episode 32, So Help Me God. Episode 45, The Trees, The Bees, and T.T. Flowers. Episode 54, The Interview with Gigi Garner. Episode 60, 
Godfather Knows Best, Episode 79, Never Send a Boy King to Do a Man's Job, Episode 89, Caledonia, It's Worth a Fortune, and Episode 96, Roundabout. Yay! Yay! Happy 100 episodes, Epi. Yeah, happy 100 episodes. I didn't I didn't have faith that we'd make it this far. <laughs> I I shouldn't say that. What I meant is in the beginning, I mm-hmm. think I think we were both like, we'll just do this as long as we as we want to. Mm-hmm. Uh and didn't realize that we would be in like we're looking at the other end of the slope now. We're 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 literally thinking about like, well, eventually we're going to run out of Rockford Files episodes. So I feel, felt like this would be a good time to uh, touch base with you and our audience about where we are at with the season. So I, in fact, mm-hmm. can tell you what our downslope looks like. All right. So this is just going by how they're listed on IMDb, basically. Um, so, you know, depending on your source, sometimes two parters are listed as one or whatever. But this is just as each right. individual episode listing has come into our uh, 200 a day Rockford Files files database. Each individual episode plus the movies is a total of 128 episodes. We have watched. 87 of them and so we have 41 left to do wow yeah so what's that we're (laughs) at the two-thirds mark two-thirds yeah yeah we have three movies left we have the pilot and the last episode left which i still want to do last and then uh we've watched all of season two and our remaining episodes we have eight episodes in season one seven in season three six in season four eight in season five and seven in season six wow mm-hmm. yeah like uh you feel your own mortality uh-huh. <laughs> and considering our general pace of slightly of averaging slightly less than two episodes per month between sometimes only doing one and sometimes you know and taking a month off each year that means we have at least two more calendar years of yeah show <laughs> unless we choose to accelerate it by some amount, which I don't see any need to do unless we we get to a no. point where we're like, let's just get this done. Um, but as of this recording, I think you, you dear listener can anticipate hearing us talk about the Rockford files through at least 20, the end of 2024. Mm-hmm. In that far fu- flung future 2024. If, if we all make it that far. Yeah. All right. So the pilot of the Rockford files was in March, 1974. So, all right. If we can, if we end up ending in 2024, we may be able to make an even, what's that say? 50 years. We may be able to, to, to wrap up somewhere around 50 years of the Rockford Files existing. Well, I mean, so that would be a reason for a little bit of an acceleration, right? Because we're thinking the end of 2024. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's unrealistic that we would hit March, but I think it's possible that we could kind of, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where we're at. How about this? Well, I was going to say, we at least last long enough for the 50th yes. anniversary. Yeah, so that that's all we need. Yeah. We'll, we'll check in towards the end of 2023 and see what our, what our list looks like. <laughs> see how much we have left yes. to do. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, thank you to all of our listeners. We hope you've enjoyed the last uh 99 episodes of 200 a day and uh will stick with us for the next uh probably slightly more than 41 because we do these you know extras and whatnot so i don't know maybe maybe we'll make it to an even 150 yeah 
Yeah, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And thank you, Epi, for uh, being, being. I don't know. I was going to say the angel to my gym, but I don't know if that's insulting. No, it's not. I would, I would dearly love to be the angel to your gym. <laughs> if more, if anything, you're the Rocky to my gym. Well, well <laughs> thank you. You honor me. I, I, uh, I mean that as a compliment. Being the gym to my angel. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to our show for these 100 episodes. But we will be back mm-hmm. next time with another episode of the Rockford Files of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Bow bow, bow bow, bow. Bow bow, 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 bow bow,